Welcome everyone to Just Crypto. My name is Vanessa. We've got another great show for you today as we review all the news and happenings in crypto this week. We're going to talk about Coinbase, the new uh, blockchain that they just announced. Uh, the NFT marketplace wars have heated up with uh, Blur coming out swinging. Uh, we're going to dive into Cosmos that's readying itself for the um, IBC and interchain security um, through the IBC. And we've got a, a couple um, crazy stories about how the rocket emoji could be a dangerous thing for you to use. So we'll cover that uh, later on in the show. Um, as always, uh, as we get started here, I do just want to remind you, uh, none of this is financial advice. Uh, don't take financial advice from people on YouTube or Twitter or any social media. Uh, this is just for education and entertainment. Um, and, you know, very much want to say uh, thank you to everyone who is here, who's uh, watching along live. Uh, very much appreciate you, appreciate you taking the time to jump in here. Uh, if you are here um, and watching along live, please say hi in chat. We'd like to, to know who's here. I want to say happy Friday to Accelerate Profits. Yes, uh, happy it's Friday. Friday is always a, a good day. Um, and also, you know, let's uh, go ahead and get started. And just to let you know that we do have, uh, we're now on Spotify. So we've got a podcast. If you prefer to listen to the show through uh, your favorite podcasting tool, we're on Spotify and Apple and Google and all the places that you um, would, would like to uh, be uh, following along for crypto news and, and interviews. So yeah, please uh, give us a follow on your favorite podcast app. Give us a like here on YouTube and let's go ahead and get started talking about the news that's upcoming. We'll start with uh, Coinbase. Um, so this week, Coinbase announced uh, Base, uh, which is their uh, layer two built on Ethereum. It's based on the Optimism stack, as you might know. Optimism is also a layer two. Um, and they've you know, outlined a couple of goals that they have here for it. Um, but important takeaway for all of us is that uh, there is no token that's coming along with, with Base. So if you do see a Base token that's sitting up somewhere on Uniswap, uh, it's probably a fake. Don't don't go ahead and buy that. Um, and you know, I, I think there's obviously a large effort here from the Coinbase team and their partners to to launch Base. I think it's a, something that's um, pretty significant from their perspective. Uh, Doug here has an interesting take on this, which I I think it could give them you know kind of long term uh, a great advantage is that by launching Base and by having some of the DeFi operations come to Base kind of as a, as a blockchain, they can plug in that liquidity from DeFi directly into their um, centralized experience for all the users. So all users would essentially get to benefit from what they're doing here. Um, and so I think that's you know an interesting take. I, I definitely um, think there's opportunities there for what the, the, the team over there is doing. Um, however, uh, I, I think there's perhaps some more nefarious thoughts on why they're going about doing all of this. Uh, so, you know, Michael comments here that um, he does wonder how much of Coinbase motivation to build their own L2 uh, came from the percentage of non-OFAC compliant blocks that is inc increasing. So if you're not familiar with what OFAC is, um, it's basically an organization in the United States that um, helps to uh, administer sanctions, as it were, and prevent you from... Um, going ahead and, and using you know various financial services relate to people that are on the sanctions list. For a while, there was a bit of drama in the Ethereum community where uh, the number of OFAC compliant uh, blocks was increasing fairly rapidly. And you saw that a fairly large percentage of them had OFAC enforced. Um, they've since you know done a lot of work to kind of improve that, I think, around their MEV boosting tools um, that have now kind of been released uh, more broadly. Um, and so it's going, you know, in my opinion, in the right direction again. Um, and so there is, you know, speculation like, is this Coinbase's play uh, back into the world of being, uh, you know, essentially this um, centralized uh, 
L2 that, that maybe isn't um, in the ethos of crypto. And it's worth looking at what they said, what Brian Armstrong, who's the CEO of Coinbase, said a few months back, where he said, essentially, USDC will become the de facto central bank digital currency. Um, and so if you believe that uh, USDC is the de facto CBDC, and you've got a large, heavily regulated organization in the United States launching an L2 blockchain, um, it doesn't necessarily take a genius to put two and two together and say, uh, maybe uh, we've got uh, something else going on here. So um, all the validators will be uh, Coinbase. Uh, so you can you can pick your, your validators here, uh, very decentralized, much wow. Um, this is not a decentralized chain. It's very much in the mold of what Binance has done with uh, their uh, BNB chain. It's something that will be uh, pretty much entirely owned by Coinbase. Uh, Chris, who's a fantastic follow on, on Twitter, he brings a lot of the crypto ethos and defends decentralization left and right, had a more uh, let's say less optimistic take on this. Uh, you know, Ethereum, optimism. Uh, we're at Coinbase L2, but that's just one more step away from the JP Morgan L2 and the final step of the CBC, CBDC L2. Um, uh, honestly, I, I don't see any reason to disagree with him here. Uh, we've slowly over time moved more and more into regulatory compliance and all sorts of aspects in, in crypto. Um, and the regulators have continued to, uh, to ask for a mile when you give them an inch. And it's, in my opinion, just a matter of time before we effectively do have an L2 that's a CBDC, whether it's run by the government themselves or not. Uh, you know, I think that's something that will come to pass. Uh, okay, so that's the Coinbase story. Uh, you know, I'm really curious on what your thoughts on Coinbase's uh, announcement is. Do you think it's something that's good for crypto? Would you use it? Uh, you know, I'm sure they will have tools that will make it very easy for everyone to use. Um, yeah, drop a comment below um, and let me know. Let's move on to Blur. Um, so Blur is a new NFT marketplace that is launched on Ethereum. Uh, you can see they've got a, you know, pretty, pretty full and... Um, uh, neat, slick experience uh, of their, their marketplace. But that's not the reason everyone's talking about Blur. Uh, one more marketplace doesn't necessarily make any difference. They've gone uh, head first against OpenSea, OpenSea being the previous leader uh, in, in uh, NFT marketplace, um, and have already taken 82% of the trading volume away. Uh, so this is a stunning amount. Uh, if you consider it, the, the turnaround was just within a week's time that they've done this. Uh, and, and largely, uh, you know, the, the tool that they've used is airdrops. You know, people have airdrops here in crypto. Uh, and so to get your blow airdrop, which did, you know, very well after it was airdrop for people that had it, um, you know, people are still here looking for the airdrop. So you can see that they've uh, airdropped just 12% of its blow tokens. Uh, more airdrops are coming. Uh, and so uh, we have, uh, you know, OpenSea trying to counter that. And they've even lowered their fee to, to 0% for a time. <clears throat> they've made uh, creator earnings optional. And so they're going, uh, you know, doing everything they can against this. Uh, my opinion is it's too little, too late. Uh, these are actions that they should have been uh, preparing for and, and kind of working with the community beforehand. Um, Poof here has some interesting thoughts as well that really they're all fighting for the same, you know, 300 large whale wallets. And these wallets are doing a crazy amount of artificial, you know, wash trading or whatever they're doing to go ahead and qualify for the next Blur airdrop. So there's probably some shenanigans that's happening uh, with Blur. 
Um, I think the most level-headed take is from Evan, another great follow on Twitter, Evan Mann, shout out to you, um, where he's saying like, yeah, okay, the, there, there's more activity happening right now. And a lot of it is happening within, you know, large whales, watch trading back and forth. And so it could be great for you if you're wanting a little more liquidity for your NFTs. I mean, that's, that's fantastic. Uh, however, uh, you know, it looks like on the other, other side, it's, it's really creating a different incentives to the marketplace uh, that's putting, uh, the, you know, the, the, the price ahead of anything else. Um, it's creating, you know, ethical conundrums within it uh, and uh, ratcheting up the battle for royalties that we've already seen. And, and, you know, when marketplaces start to drop royalties for creators close to zero, it means that only creators who have funding somewhere else are able to survive and thrive. Uh, and that's taking us back to the Web2 world where we have VCs. I know many NFT projects are <clears throat> looking to build uh, kind of Web2 uh, branches uh, for the experience that they've got going on. And I don't think that was the initial vision here. He paints a, uh, a, a very interesting uh, picture here. I'll, I'll let you go ahead and read through the thread. Uh, as always, all of the threads and articles that I have here um, are down below in the description. So if you'd like to follow along, uh, that's also available. I did want to give a shout out to uh, Monarstar. Uh, welcome. <laughs> um, uh, Rip Aqua, I'm not quite sure. I haven't been following along with that as much. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, welcome to the show. If you are here, uh, let, let me know what your thoughts are. Uh, what do you think of Blur? Would you use Blur? Um, I, I'm not so much onto NFTs myself on the Ethereum network. I, I prefer not paying $100 in gas or whatever it is to mint an NFT these days. Okay, on to the Cosmos. So great things continue to happen with the Cosmos. Uh, we have... ICS, which has been talked about for a long a long time, now formally known as replicated security. What is what does this do? It allows uh, new sovereign blockchains to launch on Cosmos and leverage the security, the economic security of the Cosmos hub. Uh, and that's really important because, as you know, with proof of stake, uh, most of the security comes from the economic, uh, you know, essentially the the uh, market cap of the particular token, how many, how much of it is staked, and how easy it would be for attackers to essentially, uh, on a BFT system, conduct a 33% attack and stop the chain. You know, how expensive that would be. A lot of these new chains don't necessarily have hundreds of millions or billions of dollars in market cap right away. Uh, and so this allows them to leverage the Cosmos hub and the economic security there. But also for people who are staking Atom, it gives folks a, a new opportunity to go ahead and... Uh, get yields from different places. So Neutron's one of those that will be launching soon. Um, uh, some of the yields will be shared as far as their staking rewards with Atom stakers. So it's another opportunity for kind of income in that perspective. Uh, there is a proposal that's up here, proposal number 187, which covers this. Uh, you can see it looks like it's on the way to, to Quorum and uh, yeah, almost 100% voting yes. <laughs> I don't know who's voting no with Vito, but there's, you know, a good 4,000 uh, Atom uh, voted no with veto on this particular one. This is the cosmos. If we can't have a governance fight, what are we even doing here? Um, John Galt has an interesting thought as well here that uh, Astroport, as you may know, Astroport was the premier uh, decentralized exchange on Luna before Luna collapsed. Um, and they're now looking to move into the cosmos. So they do have an uh, adapt that's up on um, Luna V2 right now. And they're looking to move to more chains like Injective. And this is saying that they're coming to Neutron as well. Uh, not Neutron being 
a smart contract uh, chain on Cosmos that links up through the IBC and supports interchain accounts and, you know, lots of good things on their side. Um, so I think it's, it's going to be more of the theme that we see is that uh, places that have the centralized exchanges will look to create outposts on as many chains as possible. The future is not one chain wins all or, uh, you know, one particular uh, ex experience. It's, it's really trying to bring the liquidity to multiple places. And I think Astroport has a very interesting approach with their outposts that can all tap into the same amount of liquidity while at the same time keeping liquidity native on each chain. So uh, lots of good things there. Uh, you, you know, uh, full disclosure, I do use and, and hold uh, Astro uh, token. Um, so yeah, that's the Cosmos here. Let's uh, talk a little bit about SBF, the original fraudster here, who is continuing his uh, <laughs> criminal ways and is now charged with yet one more count of fraud, this time elections fraud. So he's, he's, he's trying to check all the boxes in his bingo card. Uh, it says here, uh, US campaign finance laws place limits on how much money political donors can give per election cycle, and it's illegal for donors to skirt these limits. Um, not that that stopped uh, our good friend Sam Bankman-Fried. He's now being charged with violating these regulations, um, saying that they agreed to make corporate contributions to candidates and committees um, that were reported in the name of another person. So, I mean, this, this <laughs> I, I guess, um, at some day he'll have his day in court. He's sitting right now, comfy at home in his parents' house, um, really a, a bail that, uh, you know, <laughs> most criminals can only hope for. So hopefully at some point justice will come for him as well. But they're continuing to add charges. So I think that's a good sign that investigators are continuing to look carefully at him. Let's talk about Binance. Binance uh, rugged uh, a fair portion of Australian users down under. I'm sorry, folks in Australia. Um, so what's happening here? <clears throat> you know, Binance uh, caused, you know, tremendous volatility actually in the crypto markets. If you were in the time there, um, when this happened, the markets dropped pretty dramatically and covered, uh, recovered just as dramatically. Now, the reason for some of that is that Binance was forcibly closing derivatives positions on some Aussie accounts. So basically in Australia, there's uh, what's called wholesale investors, uh, which is a similar kind of thing to the US where we have accredited investors. And these wholesale investors, there were some folks who had accounts that for whatever reason, weren't signed up as wholesale investors or were incorrectly given access to these features, and they were all liquidated. Uh, Binance does say that they will uh, sort of pay back, so there's uh, not actually going to uh, be a loss for the people who are involved. Uh, but wow, <laughs> these regulators and their overreach, um, it, does, it doesn't seem to me like they've got people's best interests at heart. While they come after crypto exchanges, and sure, a lot of these activities are extremely risky, and I would uh, recommend against using margin and doing some of these crazy things that people are doing. Um, these same governments run lotteries and uh, allow slot machines where you're guaranteed to lose. So maybe, if you think about it for a second, maybe being guaranteed to lose is their entire point. <laughs> and uh, if you have a chance of winning, they don't want any of that. We've got the wonderful Evan Mann, who was uh, featured earlier in the show. Evan, thank you for uh, dropping by. I always enjoy sharing the news and you know sharing what I've seen past my feed in crypto. So it's uh, yeah, great to have you here on the show. Um, so that's Binance. Uh, I think ultimately it's, uh, you know, I wouldn't say it's a nothing burger from a user perspective because there's going to be, it's going to be more difficult for people to, claw their way up the slippery pole of financial freedom. And uh, regulators are doing their best to ensure that uh, regular folks 
like you and I, um, you know, struggle a bit more to, to get there. Um, I think this also uh, re-emphasizes the value of decentralized finance and the, the value of uh, DeFi and some of the experiences that we're building, building uh, where people can be in control of their own funds and their own decisions, and they don't have to have daddy government looking over their shoulder, questioning every action that they take with money that they've earned and that they should be able to do whatever they want with it. Um, okay, enough of my soapbox there. Uh, let's come on to Cardano. So if you've been following along this channel, uh, you know that very recently there's been a ton of conversations in the Cardano community around something called contingent staking. Uh, what is this? If you believe the people who are pro-contingent staking, it's basically just a couple more options for stake pool operators. If you believe the people against it, it's the... Um, hearkening of a dystopian Orwellian future for Cardano. Anyway, the, team, the um, folks were uh, able to come together in kind of a mostly peaceful discussion. Um, Charles Hoskinson was there as well, um, very much hosted by the wonderful Bullish Dumpling and Rick McCracken, who we had on the show earlier. Uh, and people had a very civil conversation. So I've got the link down below. Um, if you are um, interested in learning a bit more about what's happening there, uh, definitely, you know, listen to the recording. I think folks brought up some good points on both sides. You got to hear uh, some leaders from the community um, sharing their thoughts as well. You got to hear some thoughts from Charles. So if you're in Cardano, uh, probably something worth at least paying attention to here. I uh, did want to say also good morning to David. Um, <laughs> yeah, love it. Uh, I, I love their back-to-back. -back. Um, also, shout out to my friends over at Faceless Labs. So uh, Faceless Labs is a, a wonderful organization. They also do crypto education. A great group of folks. Evan is uh, one of the folks there. Um, they have been on this show, and we have been on their, so, their show. So definitely give them a follow as well if you're here. Um, as, as David's talking about Ada Whale, for those in the Cardano community, Ada Whale or Cardano Whale uh, was one of the most prominent large accounts who... Uh, viciously supported uh, Cardano, even against attacks from Ethereum maxis. Um, I think he's taking a break. Uh, what I've heard is that his stance against contingent staking earned him uh, a couple Ada bros following him around. And that's that's never a good experience. I can I can tell you from uh, personal experience. But I'm, I'm hopeful that Ada Whale will, will be back. I think it's good to have folks like him in the community. Okay, we've been waiting for uh, why is the rocket emoji something that has become dangerous? Uh, let's talk about that. So there was this tweet from uh, Lisa Braganka, uh, who said that a federal court judge uh, ruled that the emojis rocket, stock market going up, and bag of money objectively mean one thing, a financial return on investment. Users of these emojis are hereby warned of legal consequences of their use. And so this isn't related to the uh, pending lawsuits that's happening around NBA Top Shot. Of course, the um, SEC wants everything to be a security, so they're trying to make this a security as well. Thank you, SEC. Um, <laughs> thank you for all that protection and all this waste of money um, from both taxpayers and crypto enthusiasts. But anyway, the, the basic idea here is that NBA Top Shot tweeted out a couple things you can see on the screen here. Uh, you know, things we commonly say in the crypto community uh, with a rocket emoji attached to it. And now that they're claiming that this was them essentially saying that it's an investment, you'll get a return on investment. Uh, and frankly, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, you, you know, <laughs> trying to interpret emojis as investment advice, I think we've sunk to a new low. 
Um, do, do, do we have to put not financial advice next to every rocket emoji? It seems absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but anyway, hopefully this is not a precedent that, that will hold. I think it's very dangerous for free speech. Uh, it also just shows you the, the lens to which uh, Gary Gensler and his goons will go to try and destroy the crypto community um, with asinine things like this. I'll tell you what I really think. <laughs> and uh, you can see this is the lawsuit here where the judge is saying the lawsuit against uh, NBA Top Shot claiming their securities is going to go ahead. Um, so nothing to be worried about just yet. Uh, it's, it's at its early stages of a lawsuit. Um, but just the fact that we're even having this conversation seems absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, Pokemon cards may not know it yet, but they're also securities. Everything will be a security. Um, what you buy at the store is going to be a security. And yeah, watch out. Gary's coming for you. Um, yes, that's my reaction as well. <laughs> Let's go, everyone. Um, so that's that's the shenanigans happening with the rocket emoji. Uh, frankly, it's not going to change anything I do. I think it's ridiculous. But lawyers are getting paid, and that's what they're good at. On to Kajira. So we had a sneak peek of what it has to be uh, one of the most amazing experiences I've ever seen from a uh, mobile wallet. Uh, coming soon to Kajira is Sonar. The team has been hard at work on their mobile wallet. As some of you may be aware, Kepler is the uh, most commonly used uh, mobile wallet in the Cosmos ecosystem, but they can charge insane fees. I think it was on the order of $350,000 a year just for a chain to get added into Kepler. Um, that doesn't feel like a fair uh, balance uh, there. And so the team of Kajira is building their own wallet. And, and uh, as you can see here, they're looking to offer experiences like the ability to mint USK, which is the Kajira stablecoin. Directly within the wallet, you'll have seamless swaps. They're also going to allow you to hook up any EVM chain so you can import any EVM wallet, think MetaMask, into this as well. And so uh, I, my mind's kind of blown with the possibilities here. You know, imagine trading on their uh, limit order books, DEX on Cosmos, enjoying all those really low fees, uh, and then taking the crypto back and forth between any EVM chain, uh, whether you're looking at Avalanche or Ethereum or any of the L2s. I think that's just mind blown. I, I, you know, I've talked to the, the Calc folks. Calc is the um, dollar cost averaging tool that's on Kajira. And if you look at services like Swan Bitcoin, essentially their entire service is uh, we'll DCA Bitcoin for you. And at some point we'll let you automatically transfer it to your actual Bitcoin cold wallet. Uh, well, you could do that on Kajira. There's you know a lot of tools being built for that. And I would much rather use a decentralized system to DCA uh, than some, uh, you know, some, some Bitcoin company that, that fights with everyone on Twitter. Um, so, you know, very happy. Uh, yes, the best wallet. Absolutely 100%. Um, I, I love it. I can't wait. Uh, it's going to have ledger support at the start. I know that was a very common question I saw in the chat here. Uh, but again, full disclosure, I am on the Kajira Senate, which manages the community fund. So I do have a relationship with them, uh, though I haven't received any money from them. <laughs> I must be doing something wrong. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, on to the Kajira Senate. We have a Senate constitution that is up for vote. Please go ahead and vote. Uh, vote yes. I think it's a good constitution. The, the Senate has put a lot of work into it. Uh, this, for me, folks, is what grown-up governance looks like. It's you know creating uh, systems and putting them in place, allowing the community to have a, a voice in what's shown, but also not requiring the community to be the ones uh, who are deciding every last aspect of everything that happens. I think it's, uh, you know, one, it's, it's inefficient. Um, not everyone's going to have the time or the expertise to 
drill deep into everything. And some of these things really require people to be more dedicated to them. So I love the way that Kajira is experimenting with distribution of power across different bodies, you know, whether it's the team, the community, validators, and now coming up the, the, the Senate. So uh, we'll see how it goes, but definitely take a read through here. Um, there's a great document here that you can copy across and, and take a look at. Um, you know, really helps you to get a sense of what the Senate's going to be all about. Lastly, um, Solana is at it again. They have shut down, this time not the blockchain, their storefronts. Um, so if there's anything Solana is good at, they're good at shutting down. <laughs> and um, yeah, they're going to close their New York and Miami locations by the end of February. It always seemed to me like a bit of a boondoggle. Um, you know, crypto is so niche. And I get the intent of growing the community, growing the pie and reaching more people. Uh, but honestly, I don't know if setting up a shop space and, and paying absorbent rent to, for, for something that people don't really under, understand or know about is the best way to garner adoption. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But for now, Solana Space is no longer a thing. Uh, that's all the news that I had, but I saw someone pop some news here as well that I haven't had a chance to look at. Accelerate Profits says, um, yeah, the digital asset news is reporting that the UK also shuts down Binance staking. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. It seems like everyone is at war with Binance these days. Um, I don't know how much of that is real. I, I do think about how close the regulators were with SBF, who was a blatant fraud. And then I question, is there politics at play here? Is there something actually wrong with Binance? I don't know. Um, all I can say is that uh, not your keys, not your coins. Um, and just be cautious if you keep any money in places like Binance uh, or even Kraken. I love Kraken, but uh, as we talked about last week, they're under scrutiny from the SEC. They recently settled with the SEC. So you cannot stake your coins with Kraken. Uh, that's unfortunate. I do owe you all um, some staking videos on how to stake multiple different cryptos. I was even looking into Polkadot. It looks like they've made that a little bit easier. So um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, uh, okay, fresh news. The Aqua token from Cosmos just rugged. Um, that's something I hadn't heard. Wow. Um, so we had um, someone from Aqua on the show. And yeah, that makes me pretty upset, actually, that he, you know, stood here and talked about, uh, you know, as you're saying, the charity one. Um, oh, my God. Okay, I'll look into that more. I'll get more information for you next week. I have not heard about that until today. So, yeah, it was one hour ago. Um, I'll let you all know. Um, I don't want to leave on the note of just everything rugging left and right. Um, that doesn't feel like a good ending to the week. Um, I think the positive thing is we've got, you know, folks like Coinbase, whatever you think of their L2, it uh, very much is um, a push forward. And it shows that the community continues to build that even as things are brutal, even as the regulators are circling like vultures, that we continue to evolve, we continue to grow. Um, there's so many great teams doing wonderful things. Uh, you know, I, I have my particular focus. I know coming up next week, the Multiverse X team has got a great launch of their new mobile app. Um, you know, Kajira's got their mobile app on the way as well. And so there's lots of things happening. And I think um, at, at, at this point, it's easy to get into despair. Right? We've been through this winter now for about a year. It's, and it seems like it's endless. And for me, the hope comes from all the people who are building. I'm primarily interested in the technology. So I'm here to talk to the, the you know, people behind the technology, the, the humans who are pushing us forward. And um, 
yeah, I think the price will follow or, or it won't. Um, you know, it's really what we make of it. That's everything I have for, for today, for Friday. Uh, if you have any, you know, stories you'd like me to, to cover, I think my, my DMs uh, should be available. If, if not, just ping me on Twitter and I can, I can add them in YouTube, my DMs. Um, if there's focus that you would like us to have uh, that we don't currently have, uh, let me know and I can, I can, you know, dig into perhaps it's a different chain that you're, you're passionate about. I can start looking at the, the news there as well. Uh, thank you to everyone who did follow along. Please remember to like and subscribe. Um, <laughs> my husband always gets on me and says, I must tell you more often to like and subscribe. So here I am uh, doing my part. Uh, you know, I want to say thank you also to everyone who showed up in chat. Uh, PLC, hey, um, just got you as we're closing as well. Um, and thanks to everyone who continues to support this channel. Such a blessing to be part of the conversation. And I look forward to seeing you again soon. Cheers.